I got friends, only wanna talk business. I got expenses, it's winning expenses. I got expenses, it's winning expenses. I've been reading out of war. And welcome to day three, or put that coffee down, day three here live at F3. Put that coffee down is the freight sales show for foreclosers. My name is Kevin Hill, here as always with Richie Daigle, and we have some exciting interviews coming up for you over the next few minutes. Richie, it's always great to talk about sales, talk about freight, talk about everything here at F3, isn't it? Day three of F3. Day three of F3. You can't get much better than that. Exciting times. It is exciting. And we have an exciting interview coming up right now with John Hess from Emerge. He's the chief technology officer over there. And that is our former, now former, proud president of FreightWaves and president of Emerge said everyone just calls John Hess Hess. So that's what we'll do. How are you doing today, Hess? Welcome to the show. I'm doing well, thank you. Perfect, perfect. We're going to talk about RFPs. You know, RFPs, there's been a lot of talk about RFPs, uh, requests for proposals or or pricing over the last year or so with the volatility in the market. Uh, Are the rumors true that, uh, are the rumors of the death of the RFP true? So, you know, if you you think about the RFP, the, the traditional RFP, I would say, yeah, it's dying. Um, I think I, I really look at it in terms of two perspectives. Uh, from the tooling perspective, um, oftentimes RFPs are administered with spreadsheets and emails. You know, there's a perception of simplicity with those, but you know, in reality, they're expensive and error prone. You know, Excel is a, a great ubiquitous tool within the enterprise, um, but you know, it's being used in ways, especially for larger enterprises, that it was never intended. Um, I think it, it's certainly going to take a long time, but the, you know, particularly with the institutional momentum, uh, but, you know, these kind of tools are going to, to go the way of more sophisticated tools that are coming out, uh, today. So on the, uh, you know, so that's from the tooling perspective on, with regard to the, um, philosophy towards RFPs, I think that's certainly evolving. You know, we've heard uh, over the last couple of days with various interviews, people talking about the economic pressures that are occurring, um, supply side constraints and other market challenges, which are kind of really stressing the traditional RFPs. Um, You've got that factor. And then frankly, you know, it's no secret that logistics technology is a hot space, tremendous amount of investment. And uh, there's companies that are, are coming out with solutions um, like my company to deliver you know better better solutions for the um, RFP technologies so where are we in the dying process uh, you know like how far along how much time does the RFP have and and or, or is it an evolution process as well is yeah. it dying or, or evolution yeah. that's kind of the, the second part of the question there is like what yeah. what is next what comes after and, and is it the the tools that are going to really drive that or is it the these market challenges that we're currently facing or you know I know it's a blend of both but I'm curious to hear your thoughts on what's going to be the primary driver there as well yeah I definitely think um, you know certainly the economic cycle right now is such that um, it is pushing shippers to behave differently with their RFPs. Uh, you know, traditionally, you, uh, various shippers have come out with uh, long-term RFPs. You know, they're doing it for a year. 
um, we're seeing a, a fundamental failure in, in, in the output of those. You know, the routing guides are failing. Um, they're not very useful. So, you know, we're seeing customers shorten those durations. So shorter durations due to the economic environment. Um, you know, uh, RFPs are also very, very expensive to administer. Um, they take a lot of preparatory work. Uh, and once you do get all those bids, you collate all the information, trying to figure out who to award to. Um, it can be for very large bids with a large number of, of carriers. That you know, that is a mathematically complex problem. Um, and so, you know, it's it's certainly the economic kind of environment that's driving it. And then the the, the, the tools around it are getting so much better, so much easier. Um, that I think this is really going to be a convergence of the two that's going to drive this um, transformative evolution of the RFP process. I think that makes a lot of sense. You know, the, the traditional RFP process was built for the, the technology of the day, and that's from 20, 30, 40 years ago, whereas technology, you know, the cloud, uh, other, uh, other parts of, of software have have leapfrogged in, in transparency in the market to where you can really use technology to shorten that RFP cycle and and make better decisions. Exactly. Yeah. So, so in the sales process, what does that mean for for sales and for three PLs and, and, and brokerages and shippers uh, to really be able to, to to maximize that efficiency? So, in the in the sales process, um, you know, at least from our perspective, um, the 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 sales process of, of selling a solution, um, if you're displacing kind of traditional software, uh, Excel, email types of solutions, it, it's pretty straightforward, right? Uh, customers are seeing the value of that um, very quickly. Uh, if you're displacing uh, more kind of legacy generic procurement solutions, um, that sales cycle is, is honestly a bit longer. Uh, the, those those solutions are oftentimes used across the enterprise. They're they're used within the logistics groups, but they're also used in in other departments within the enterprise. Um, they've got huge sunk costs into those applications. So it, you know it takes longer um, from a sales cycle uh, to uh, displace those solutions. Yeah, I can certainly see a lot of benefits with uh, you know efficiencies coming from. Uh, flexibility and, and dynamic models and the ability to adapt and adjust to an ever-changing marketplace. Do you, do you see the, the blend of what's considered contract rates, what's considered spot rates? Do you see those starting to mesh over time and become one type of rate? Or, or how, do you, how do you see the markets evolving over time as we uh, move into these shorter cycles and RFPs go away and so forth? Yeah, Richie, that is a, a great question. Um, you know, we have this, you know, mindset where we've got, you know, spot rates, which are, let's call it, you know, a week, little maybe a little bit more, certainly less, and then contract, which is, you know, weeks, months uh, to a year plus. Um, yeah, I, I think as... The solutions get more sophisticated as shippers are able to easily ex execute upon um, contract types of transactions. Those timeframes will certainly come in and will start to 
effectively push up against the spot timeframes. Um, I, I think there will be this natural blending of the two in the short duration. Now, I think there will always be spot, um, you know, that might be day of type spot, but I, yes, I, I think over time those will start to blend. Yeah, I do too. I think it's a blending of the markets. It's been a very interesting discussion and just really uh, touching the tip of the iceberg of that. To, to learn more about Emerge, you can certainly drop by uh, their virtual booth here at our events page. And uh, Hess, thank you so much for joining us today and put that coffee down. Thank you so much. Thank you. Perfect. Always interesting to talk about RFPs. It's, it's oh, yeah. a hot button issue in, in the market and industry and... Uh, it's it's going to be interesting over the next uh, few years, technology coming in and, and really revamping that. We're already seeing the definition of that term start to adapt and adjust and change. It's exciting to watch what, what the future holds. It, it does. It does. Let's bring up our, our next guest here is uh, Charlie Mon. He's the Vice President of Product at DriveWise. And uh, let's see what DriveWise is, is up to these days. Welcome to the show, Charlie. Hi, nice to see you guys today. Good to see you, too. Can you give our audience a, kind of a, a brief description of, of DriveWise and what you guys do? Yeah, you bet. Um, yeah, so DriveWise is a leader in the connected truck space. Um, we're best known for operating the largest uh, public-private way station bypass network uh, in North America. And we partner with uh, over 40 of the leading ELD and telematics companies that are out there. Um, so our services are uh, integrated uh, in cab in over two and a half million uh, trucks. Um, we've gone beyond, uh, we've gone beyond kind of that, that core way station bypass uh, service. And we've, over the last few years, we've really doubled down on offering, offering safety solutions as well for, uh, for trucking companies. Um, and we've also started to kind of dabble in a lot of other connected truck uh, projects where this access to two and a half million trucks across, you know, many, many ELD providers uh, really opens up a lot of opportunities for uh, optimizing, uh, you know, opt optimizing freight uh, freight movement. So, uh, yeah, you, you're you're a well connected person, <laughs> you <know>, well connected <laughs> business. Um, what are you seeing? You know, what what have you been experiencing or observing in the marketplace since the pandemic? Because I imagine your visibility into the the trucking industry is is pretty unique. And uh, yeah, just just curious to hear what your observations have been so far. Yeah, I mean, we are certainly not experts on the freight, you know, the freight side itself, but uh, but but kind of sitting back and looking at freight moving across, uh, you know, our our network. Um, I mean, certainly last year was interesting. Uh, we, um, you know, we we uh, scrambled uh, just as COVID hit, as for example, as uh, you know, as roads shut down, as rest areas shut down. Uh, you know, we scrambled to help uh, get the word out uh, to drivers around what uh, what rest areas were closed and help them, uh, you know, find better routes, uh, you know, to get to their destination. Uh, you know, as things have kind of start, started to get a little bit more back to, to normal, uh, you know, certainly we see a, a pretty big, uh, you know, a lot of pressure, uh, more and more pressure on, on, on uh, keeping drivers, uh, finding the right drivers, keeping them safe on the road and helping them, uh, you know, save time as much as they can, uh, getting from point A to point B. Uh, so our, you know, think about just the way station bypass service, really the, the main value prop there is uh, we help, we help drivers avoid getting pulled into a waste scale, which can save, uh, you know, tons of time. So those, those minutes add up and uh, we've seen a lot more interest in, in our service uh, because every minute counts on the road. 
Hey, Charlie, let's talk a little bit about real world, real, real world examples like speeding and how hazard warnings and kind of safety protocols can, can reduce those. Great question. So yeah, our, uh, we, we launched a, a new product last year, we call it Safety Plus. And uh, what it is, it's really a proactive uh, coaching tool for, for trucking companies to, uh, to alert drivers uh, about risky, risky areas across the country. And, uh, and that's both curated locations uh, where we curate locations like high rollover zones where there's no accident history. Um, but we've also introduced alerts for areas where there's a lot of citations happening. So uh, we've, we've seen a lot of success with this. This is deployed across the United States. Uh, we've had, you know, have some of the, the largest uh, carriers out there using our service and, uh, and the, the drivers that are getting these alerts, we warn them basically, uh, you know, some real simple alert in the cab, remind them to, to follow the speed limit in some of these, these hot, so hot spots. And, uh, and it works. They're, they're, they're uh, slowing down. Overall, we're seeing about 25% of the time drivers who are getting these alerts are going uh, slower, which means fewer citations, but also ultimately means uh, fewer accidents on the road as well. Yeah, you know, one thing that I, that keeps coming up in the current marketplace is is demand. Trucks are in are in demand. There's a lot of demand, and the way my mind thinks is when there's a ton of demand like that, there's also a ton of pressure. And I, I imagine that truck drivers today are are under a tremendous amount of pressure. There's a lot of people saying, "How quickly can you get here? Where's my stuff? What's going on?" How are, how are, what are you offering or how are, how are you helping these drivers kind of manage that pressure, manage that, that, you know, have feeling like they're under the thumb of the industry, so to speak, uh, yeah. you know, with everything that's going on? You know, what's interesting is, you know, there's, there's, uh, you know, millions of truckers out there that are, are experienced and seasoned and really know the roads inside and out. Um, and uh, our service certainly helps remind them. We get great feedback from those professional drivers who've been in the industry for a long time that our service is a great kind of reminder on how to drive safely. Um, but what we see a lot of uh, a lot of a lot of trucking companies really interested in is how can they help new drivers uh, as the driver shortage is like one of the top issues. Uh, you know, we're seeing uh, coming from from you know studies from uh, the trucking companies that. Uh, how can you get new drivers, and typically they're younger drivers, uh, and who don't maybe know the road network as as well? Um, that pressure for driving safely and driving quickly uh, is is uh, it's, there's a learning curve there. So that our service kind of helps, especially those new drivers where they may not know uh, you know exactly uh, where where the kind of hot spots are for speeding, or they may not know that certain uh, you know curves, even though there's a, a rollover sign on the road, they may not know that. Uh, you know, those particular curves uh, are especially, uh, you know, unsafe. So that's where uh, we, we see, you know, got to find that trucking companies have to find that right balance of safety and efficiency. And, uh, and if you can do it in a way that uh, just helps drivers kind of do that automatically in the cab without having to have, uh, you know, someone in the back office yelling, you know, down their throat, uh, that's, uh, that's even better. That's, our, that's really where we're yeah, Charlie. When it comes to insurance costs, I, I know those are skyrocketing around around trucking. Uh, typically, what what do you see on insurance cost savings um, with platforms like DriveWise? Yeah, it's hard to put a number on it, but uh, exactly. But you know, we the numbers are skyrocketing, especially for for smaller carriers where they're they're not self insured. It's harder to harder to get insurance. Uh, so you know, having a good CSA score is extremely important. Um, and, you know, and the way to do that is get good inspections, which our service uh, helps provide. Um, 
The other, uh, you know, I think we, we actually partner, uh, we're starting to partner with uh, insurance brokers who are offering our service uh, to their clients um, as, as a tool to help them, uh, you know, pr prevent, uh, you know, prevent accidents, but, but also just to have proof that, uh, you know, that they're doing the right thing, that they have good safety policies, uh, you know, in play, especially as we've seen nuclear verdicts uh, become really, uh, you know, really huge in the industry. It's, uh, every every trucking company's uh, got to really be proactive about how they um, how they you know look at safety as a more comprehensive uh, thing to to keep insurance costs down as well as just stay in business. Exactly, uh, couldn't say it better. Uh, thank you so much for your time today, Charlie. It's been a pleasure. Um, and you can go out and reach out and learn more about DriveWise at drivewise.com. Uh, again, thank you for joining us here for uh, for your for a segment here at. F3 live. All right. Thanks, guys. Take care. Thank you. Always interesting. Always interesting talking about, you know, insurance costs and safety on the roads and, and the great technology that's coming out to, to, to help fleets and, and drivers be more safe. Yeah. yeah the, the best type of truckload move is the one that makes it there, right? It is. <laughs> it, it is. That's the, the, the best type is that you got it exactly right there, Richie, that the one that actually makes it there. Uh, on time is always good, but making it there is, is the most important. Uh, again, this is Put That Coffee Down. It is the Freight Sales Show for Closers, uh, Tuesdays at 12 p.m. Eastern Time, every yeah, Tuesday live on Freight Waves TV. Uh, next up, uh, we, we have a short commercial break, and then coming up, Jeff Ogram from Trucker Path, and we'll talk uh, about what's going on at Trucker Path and, and kind of the, the, the features that are on that app and the, the new products coming up. Uh, but stick with us through this short commercial break and we'll be right back. And welcome back to Put That Coffee Down Part 2 yeah. here on day three of F3. Right, a lot of numbers out of you right it, now. it is a lot of numbers. It is, it's trucking is all about numbers. I'm throwing out a lot of numbers. Uh, who I do have right now joining us is Jeff Ogren. He's the Senior Vice President of Business Development and Strategy at Trucker Path. Thanks for joining us today, Jeff. Yeah, thanks for having me, Kevin. It's, uh, it's great to see you. Um, I, I guess let's start off and, and talk about the, the, the evolution of Trucker Path and what you guys have been up to lately. Yeah, definitely. Really excited to talk a little bit about where we are and where we've been since 2013 We've really just been listening to our drivers, giving them a voice, and then creating features that brings together a community. And I think that's really how I would I would really wrap up and summarize Trucker Path as a community of drivers. Uh, we've built over now a million monthly active users that depend on the app every day. It's one out of every three trucks on the road is using Trucker Path. So it's a very beloved tool. And we feel like we're in a great position to keep capitalizing on some of those features that we've provided for our user base. Yeah, and you bring up a great word there, community. And, uh, you know, with everything that's going on in supply chain since the onset of the pandemic, how important has that community been? How important has staying informed and staying tapped into that, that community been since, uh, since the pandemic? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. You know, one thing, one of the reasons I'm, I'm back at Trucker Path is that we're very driver-centric. We've always been from the very beginning, and we give them that voice. And these drivers like to talk to each other. You know, it's very lonely sometimes being out on the road for several weeks. And using the Trucker Path app, 
they have an opportunity to really voice their opinion. You know, whether it's helping others find parking availability, as we know, that's a big crisis, or way stations or fuel stops or rest areas. Things like this is so important and they continue to be a crisis in the industry that we're solving for. And so as more and more users continue to use the Trucker Path app, it really just helps shape what we've provided and what we continue to provide for our um, community, as you mentioned. And, and, and Jeff, you mentioned you have a million users right now. You're rolling out new products uh, for those, not only those million users, but, but others to build an even larger community. And, and part of that is a rollout of truckloads. Can you uh, describe truckloads a little bit for us now? Yeah, I think it's the same concept, right? We're going to use the same logic. We're going to meet drivers where they are. We're going to know what they want. We want to know their preferences. We want to make this a very personalized experience for them. And that brings up truckloads. It's a product that we're really excited about and really just enhancing the, the load booking experience and really meeting those that freight, that load with that particular driver that's on the road. And we feel like we're on a good pace to do that. We know we have a lot of work ahead of us, but we've done a great job over the past eight years, like I mentioned um, at the beginning, that we've built this data, this information, this users that depend on the app every day. We know where they're going. We know where they leave. Uh, we understand, uh, we just launched uh, recently Facility Insights, giving our users the ability to have to to give reviews and really overall make this industry better and hold shippers accountable and vice versa. And so I think all this information allows us to start letting our users really earn and book quality loads. That's the right loads that fit where they are. Yeah, it's, it's great. You know, I, I, I hear you saying that uh, you know, you're driver centric and you have the driver's know, interest in mind, and you're keeping them informed, you're keeping them informed with all types of pertinent information. How important is that? Like, what, what's the difference between being fully informed uh, with all of this information versus being blind and, and not having access to this information? Yeah, transparency is a big word we use, right? Um, it's being used all over the industry. And I think it's important that you got to be trusted, whatever product you have out there today, you need to be trusted by all, all, all um, folks in the ecosystem that come together or else it's going to be really difficult. And since 2013, that's what I'm very excited about is we've had this trusted community where we're able to provide them information and ask them, you know, what is it that you need that will help you build your business over time? And so that's where loads come in, right? We want to give them the profitable loads that meet their needs, whether they want to go local, regional, or over the road. We feel like we have that information to do that. And it allows being an owner-operator, as we know there's a lot of tools out there today, but it gives us even a, a, a better like mechanism to letting them have autonomy, right? They can go out there on their own, feel confident that they're having, you know, it's, it's a more flexible, more optionality and ease of use on their day-to-day -day lives. Um, that's what we're really excited about and what's to come. What's to come is, is, is always great. When you talk about uh, you know, improving carrier sourcing or capacity sourcing uh, positions, what are some of the details? I mean, what, what are the same, some of the ways Truckloads does that? 
Definitely. So we're connecting brokers, shippers, and carriers together, correct? So if you're a broker or shipper, you have an awesome opportunity to work with us, to be embedded into our network and have visibility into these carriers. You know, we really want to redefine what load boards are. And I think a lot of uh, companies, whether you're Uber Freight of the world or digital brokerages um, and other unique vendors that are coming out are trying to solve for these problems, right? And these challenges to make it more streamlined, more efficient. And we feel like we have the recipe to do that. And so I'm super excited about where that is. Probably would take a little bit longer um, to go into the details of that. But we, you know, we're really excited about working with connected brokers and shippers right now, giving them access to really cut down on some of their costs and giving them visibility because we know the crisis is real, um, driver shortage is real, and we think we can we can be a big part of that solution. Yeah, that's great, and I, it certainly sounds like there can be you know quite a number of efficiencies that would be gained from that as well. If you're connecting all these all these entities into a marketplace and especially if there's some trust that's built into that. Um, yeah, maybe you can can kind of touch on some of the additional efficiencies that are being provided to the, the overall market and industry as a whole as a result of this. Yeah, definitely. I think the obvious one is just overhead and, and that wasted um, expenses and, and, and just that cost that go into uh, sourcing capacity. You know, a lot of us have several teams just work on carrier capacity, right? Whether it's onboarding or finding a truck, those things can be very tedious. Um, and it's a lot of back and forth, right? We, we understand that that, is, that continues to be something that, that we want to solve. Like we're all talking about it now, but it's a lot easier said than done, right? When you look under the hood, it's, um, you know, we know there's a lot of work to be done. So those are the things we want to solve for. And we think we can. Because everything we've done is from on the road with a driver community centric application that continues to rely on the app on a regular basis. So again, you know, we feel like we have the ingredients to really create a seamless booking experience. And that starts with things like matching and using and leveraging that real-time information so we can connect that load with the right carrier. And so that's what I'm excited about. And uh, there'll be a lot more to come here soon. Thank you so much for, for joining us today, Jeff. It, it's been a pleasure. Uh, you can stop by Trucker Pass um, uh, booth. I can't even think of the <laughs> word for it right now. You know, it's, it's late in day three here. Uh, but you can uh, stop by Trucker Pass booth to, uh, to, to learn more and, uh, and, and go to Trucker Pass to, uh, to download the app itself. Uh, Jeff, again, thank you so much for, for stopping by. Thanks, guys. It's a pleasure. Thanks, Jeff. Perfect. So, still more action to come here. That's right. In the late hours of day three at F3, and uh, some exciting content coming coming in, some prizes still to be given away, another best in show, I believe, coming in at the end here. So, this is great. So, but you can catch, put that coffee down, as I said, every Tuesday here on Fruit Waves TV, 12 p.m. Eastern time on the Dunt. We also, we always have great guests talking about sales and 3PL. Great brokerages, carriers, freight check, uh, great stable of, of guests each and every week. So stop in. You can find us on in the video library on demand at tv.freightwaves.com and also on Freightcast, wherever you download your favorite podcast. But we're going to take a short break right now and then back to the action here at F3. 
I got friends only wanna talk business. I got expenses, just winning expenses. I got expenses, just winning expenses. I've been getting out of work. I've been shutting out the stars.